greet you once again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping our God together. Saints of God come together to worship the Lord is, is a great opportunity and a blessing. Amen. like to invite you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. We'll read the first 17 verses. Today we want to talk about run the race. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this day that we can come to you in Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you for your word and your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that the People of God, the children of God, can come together in the house of the Lord. Father, again, to listen to your word and your spirit and receive a blessing and once again to worship you, to praise you, to be a blessing. Father, to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Today, Father, we thank you for saving us. We thank you for delivering us. We thank you for the blood that was shed at Calvary. We thank you, Lord, Father God, that Jesus... The author and the finish of our faith, he endured the cross. Despising the shame, he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. We thank you. Father, today we ask that you'd be with us. You would bless us with your presence, your power, and your glory, your righteousness. Once again, Lord, that you'd open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing, my God. And Lord, may we be blessed today, Lord, according to your word and your spirit. Father God, that we would be encouraged or to continue to run the race that's set before us. And Father, that we would not get weary of well-doing, but that we would continue to press on to endure until the end. You said the same shall be saved. We love you, we praise you, Lord, and we pray be with those that can't be here today. Bless them wherever they're at. Keep them safe. Keep all your people safe, Lord, in your care, in your presence, and in your power, Lord. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. He said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof, all are, whereof are all partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which, are, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. 
Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. How we ended there, how Esau, as we know, how he sold his birthright, and later, look how he sought it with tears, when there was repentance. I think that's an example we can take out of that. What Paul is writing is, you know, sometimes people feel like this race that we're running, we might feel like it's too much. We might feel like it's long. And maybe they were anticipating when they got born again, maybe people anticipated a jog rather than a race, but it's not. A jog, what's the difference between a race, running a race, and jogging? Jogging, it's more you go out there and you're just kind of relaxing and doing your daily exercise, so to speak. And you're relaxed. You're not putting your all into it or, or maybe you are somewhat but it's a, different, it's a different situation when you and I jog than when we run the race. When there's a race to be ran, there's a whole heart to be put in. There's, you put your mind and your heart into it. You, you put aside the things that aren't going to, you put aside the things that are going to hinder, that are not going to help you in this race. So today as we look at run the race with Jesus, what the race that Jesus has set before us, like Paul said here, he said, wherefore seeing, he said, there's a greater cloud of witnesses. He said, let us lay aside every weight. And you and I know the weights, right? And the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience. He said, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. We know that Jesus left a great example. You know, we might think today, you know what Jesus done is so amazing and it is. The example that he lived is so amazing, but where are we at when it comes to follow? Where are you and I at when it comes to live that life? Where are we at? You know, Jesus done so much in his life when he came here to this earth, when he walked here, when he spoke to the people, when he preached to the people, when he healed the people, all those things. But you know what was one of the most important things is how he finished. He finished with going to the cross for your sin and my sin, for the sin of the whole world, that he endured until the end. Keep that in mind in your walk with Jesus today. The race that you're running today, keep in mind, you might only have just started. You might have many years to go. We might have so many years left. But remember, he said very clearly in Matthew, he said, if those that endure until the end, he said, the same shall be saved. It's great to start out well. It's awesome to get born again. It's important. The Bible says ye must be born again. It tells us really clear. He said, if we're not born again, what's going to happen? 
That's the way to come to Jesus. That's the way to come to heaven when Jesus comes in, in our hearts and lives. He said, but he that shall endure until the end. He said that in Matthew 6, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 24 and verse 13. As we look at run the race, I want to take an example of running the race. Uh, I was looking at something that I, I, I thought it was such an interesting, how I came across it while I was preparing for running the race. I came across this thing where there's, there's every year, in, in, since the 1980s, that there's a group of people that they, they take their bicycles and they bike across America. I think it's 12 different states. And I think it's called the RAAM, Riding Across America. And, and it's something what they do. So you think, and they, they bike from right around 3,000 miles. And get this, in 10 to 12 days. One said they'd done it in eight days. This seems wild to me. I went and I looked and I looked and I looked again. I looked three times and I have to have something wrong. That is amazing. But remember, they're not doing this on their own. They have what they call a support team. That makes all the difference, okay? They, what is the support team? The support team is those that come along. There's others that travel along with vehicles. They might have extra tires. They might have extra wheels. See, they, they have those things along in case there's a breakdown. They have things along to rub their backs if they need to have a rub down or something. They have water with them. They have all kinds of stuff with them, even some medications. This is called the support team. Remember, if they were doing it all alone, how many of those would make it? How many of those bikers would make that ride across? They, they bike around nine hours a day. Eight to nine hours a day. To me, it was, it was like, it's so special. What I get out of this, it's so special that these people that bike, I'm using this for an example. So these bikers, they bike across 12 different states across, go up and down the mountains and everything else. And, and you see that. So, so these others, the, the support team, they have replacement bikes. They have water they have all kinds of things. They like coaching. Maybe once in a while they shout out, hey, good job, come on, let's keep going. They see somebody's getting tired. Hmm. And maybe they, have like a, maybe they have like a mat along so they can take a nap. So they can lay down and rest a little, rest their body when they need it. There's so much. Shouts of encouragement. You know what? They said if it wasn't for that support team, it would be impossible for those people to do that ride. I believe that. What are we going to get out of that? That is, I believe, when I was come across that, I'm like, that is exactly what it is in a Christian walk, in the walk with Jesus. We need a support team. We have a support team. Do we accept the support team? What is a support team in the run, running the race in this life as we are preparing for the other side? What is it? What, what might it be? I was thinking in this way. A support team. We look at it. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Word of God. That's number one. Jesus Christ. 
He's our greatest supporter, the Holy Ghost, the power of God. And other believers, our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. We have a support team. Many times that's what keeps us going. Without Jesus, without the Holy Ghost, without the power of God, without the Word of God, without other believers, where would you be today in running this race? I think sometimes it's just good to be reminded. For me it is. To be reminded without you, without you, this would be a tough deal for me. All alone. Run the race all by yourself. Solo. Where are you going to get? I didn't say you're not going to make it. It's going to be very hard, very difficult. Because running the race has born-again believers. Remember, it's not a jog. This is a race. It can be demanding. Running the race with Jesus can be demanding. What, what, what does that mean to you? It can even be grueling, very tiresome. And sometimes agony. I think we all know what I'm talking about. It can be that. Running the race, it's not like we get, okay, look at these bikers. Obviously, they get times where they're going down the hill. We're just kind of coasting along, and it's like, oh, it, this is good to just catch our breath. And, and you know, it, we're kind of gliding along, and things are going real well. But I would say that doesn't last too long. Usually, you know, in the battle, remember, we're in the battle. Even though the battle has been won, ultimately, we are in a battle. The battle we're in is one of the biggest things is to deny the flesh. It's to deny the flesh and let the power of God come and encourage us and lift us up and keep us going. Remember, when, when, remember just as God came to the Israelites... If you and I turn down the blessings, we will wander around for many years and miss the blessings of God. But when we allow the support team, when we allow the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Word of God, when we allow Jesus Christ, when we allow the brothers and sisters, other believers of the kingdom of God to come along the side of us and encourage us and remind us, do you know what we read today? He said, if we're not getting chastised by the Lord God Himself, He said, you are not sons, you are bastards. Who wants to be a bastard? No one. But how hard is it sometimes? So we see that even God said, Paul said that God Himself, He chastises those that He loves. He even asked, he said, where is the, he said, where's the father on this earth that does, didn't chastise his son? I'm afraid there's a few around. That's the problem in this world today. Chastisement, discipline, correction, instruction. Today is called too many times not love. You know what happens? If you love your child, if you love your son, if you love your daughter, you're going to discipline them according to the Word of God. I once heard somebody say, they said, you know, I love my, I love my children so much, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't discipline them. And they were talking about spanking. They said, no, they couldn't do that. They just love them so much. I said, you don't know what real love is. 
You don't. If you can't discipline your child, you do not understand what the love of God looks like. Because if you are a child of God, if you believe you're a child of God, I want to rephrase that. If you believe you're a child of God and you have never been chastised by God, you probably are not a child of God. You're a bastard. That's what the Bible says. See that? Even though it talks about we may not enjoy it, talks about it might be grievous at the time, but it says it brings joy afterwards. Brings joy afterwards. I have seen, I have seen where, where the little boy, he knew that he'd done wrong. And he came to his daddy and he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I always felt when the child is broken, when the child says they're sorry and they mean it, you can see if they're serious. That's enough. That's enough. That goes a long ways. But when they're not sorry, you must let them know. You must let them know that it's important to be sorry. It's important to regret those things that are not right. But walking, when we run the race and walking together, remember that is what Paul is saying here. He's reminding us that to run this race, it takes teamwork. Number one, the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, God the Father. The Word of God. Other believers around us. They're there. We're there for one another. Encouragement. Remind them, oh, you can do this. What do we do when somebody loses a loved one? We go, we show compassion to them. We show our sympathy with them. Gratitude. We go there. We spend time with them. You know, sometimes in, in times like that, we don't really know the words to say. We don't have to. You don't have to know the right words just to be there and show them that you care. That is what they want. That's what they're looking for. He knows. God knows what the words are, if there's words to be shared. Remember, so run in the race. When we run the race, it's demanding. It's, it's a con be consistent. To walk with Jesus is to be consistent. It's not one day to live like the world, the next day to live like Jesus. It's to be consistent, brothers and sisters. And when we reach out, maybe others don't even see it. What happens to these bikers when they're biking and they have a problem and somebody else is not noticing it, what do they do? They reach out to, the, to their uh, support team and they say, hey, I, I need some help. I'm getting a war out. Do you, have a, do you have some water with vitamins or something? What do you and I do when we are, we're getting weary? We know in our heart we're getting a little weary. This run, running this race, is, I'm getting weary, I'm getting tired. Oh, we try to be the big tough guy and we hide it. That's going to do damage to you. It's better to talk. Obviously, first thing is talk to Jesus about it. Talk to the Lord. Share with Him. Tell Him your problem. Tell Him you're struggling. Come see your pastor about it. Or see your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, somebody talk to them and say, I need help. I need encouragement. It's important that you finish well, brothers and sisters. It's important, no matter what stage of life you and I are in today, but that we finish well. It's important that we start it well. It's important we keep going well. But the most important thing is that you and I will endure until the end. So we finish well. Just like Jesus did. He finished well. He said, the Bible says he was obedient unto death. Glory to God. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done for me. So maybe we think, sometimes people, they don't finish well. 
they get into this, this race, and maybe they're going a little ways. And all at once, they're petering out. And maybe someone comes along, some of the support team sees that, oh, something isn't going right, they're kind of turning. And they go and they share some concerns, encourage them, come back. Come back on the road. This, this road is glorious. It's just not always glorious traveling on it. Sometimes that's what we need, just a little nudge, just a little nudge. Come on, come on. Stay in it. Stay in the fight. But remember, when you and I don't want to hear it, I just shared this lately with somebody. I said, something I cannot totally understand is when someone knows they need the help, when somebody knows they have a problem, and you talk to them, you try to encourage them, but yet they reject it. When the support team comes with a bottle of vitamin water to give you so you can keep biking, but you say, no, no, I'm very tired, but I'm not going to take it. There's a time going to come. You keep turning down the help. You keep turning down the encouragement. You know what's going to happen? It's not just going to be a flat tire. It's going to be a flat you. You're going to fall flat on your face, and you're not going to be able to keep going. And that's what happens in the spiritual race. People do not take advice. They do not take instruction sometimes. Or maybe they're afraid to ask for help, whatever the situation might be. Remember, God understands. God knows the situation. The Lord Jesus Christ, He knows exactly what you and I are going through. He knows. He already ran this. He already went. And I like how Christ did it. He experienced, He knows what you and I go through. He knows the trials, the temptations we have. He knows the situations. He knows how it feels to be rejected from His own people. He knows how it is to be people telling things about Him that is not true. He knows all about that. He knows how painful it is when His own people reject Him and cast Him out and even say that He has the devil. Can you imagine? Somebody saying that Jesus has the devil. See, so when we think nobody understands, he still does. Praise God for that. He still does. He knows everything. He understands what we're going through. He understands the struggle. He understands that this is demanding. He understands that sometimes it gets grueling. He understands that sometimes it's agony. What are you talking about agony? I'm talking about when we're so desperate. It's like the heart is so painful. We are so grieved with something. We're on our knees. We're flat on our face. We're weeping before God. We're crying out to Him, Lord, come across, please. Father, come. Lord Jesus, come. Come on the scene. We're going to perish if you don't come, Lord. We're desperate. When they're running, when, when we're running and it keeps, it feels like we're just so wore out. We're so wore out. It's important, brothers and sisters, that we trust our support team. And number one is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. He's amazing. Without God, without God, you can only, you and I can only fake something so long. You know, when people fake that they're born again, and it looks for the longest time that they're born again because it looks like they're in the race. 
But there's a time coming. The time comes that all at once, when you're sharing the good news to encourage the saints of God, when you're sharing the good news so that those that are getting weary, so they would not give up. There's so many things that go on, and you and I, we're ready to receive. One of the things I'm sharing lately, one of the things that I enjoy in life is to keep learning. I enjoy that, to keep learning. When I was, a, I was just a young man, I was like 17 years old, and I was talking to my grandpa. He was like 90 years old. And I asked him, I said, how is it when there's really nothing new to learn? And now I look back, that wasn't a very wise question. But that's how I felt. I felt he'd know everything by 90 years old. What else would you learn? And he chuckled a little. He said, well, he said, as long as we're willing, no matter the age, he said, we can always learn. It's always something we can learn. And I'll probably always remember that. That's the thing, even the walk with Jesus. How many times have you read the Word of God? How many times? But yet we keep reading it and we keep learning, we keep growing, we keep being encouraged with it. See, every day is a new day and we get up and we get out and we kind of maybe do the same type of thing. Maybe we're a builder. We get up in the morning, we get our coffee or tea or breakfast or something, and we go to work and here we go. We're building, we're pounding the nails, and, and today I guess they're more shooting the nails. Back in the day we hammered them all. Today they, you know, we have these nail guns which make it nice now. But I mean we kind of do the same thing, but they don't build the exact building the same home again. We build it once and we go on and we build another one or a pole shed or, or a roof, whatever we're doing. See, that is what life is about. You get one life. You get one chance in life. Sometimes I feel like we get a few chances. But I mean you get one life to live on this side. And that's one race. There's not two races. You don't have to run two and three and four races. It's one. One race you're in. One race. And you and I, when we be consistent and we stay in the race, Jesus Christ will do His part. Our support team, you know, the ones that we know will not let us down is the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and the Word of God. We know they'll never let us down. Maybe once in a while, other believers are a little slack. I don't know about that. But we know our support team is pretty awesome. We know that they are always awake. They're always there for us. No matter what time of the day, what time of the night, what happens when you wake up at night, you're worried, you're, you're stressed out about a situation. My brother Clem was sharing, first seek the kingdom of God and not worry about tomorrow, but to, to seek His face, to trust Him. Even, see, that's when sometimes things get hard. Life is getting, the race is kind of, it's kind of more like a, a bunch of trials. You know, like I said earlier, we notice some people don't finish well. They go to the side. They get weary. And you know, like, it's, it's sometimes real nice when it's just kind of a, things are nice and calm and life is going great. Maybe you're getting married and, or maybe just found a boyfriend or a girlfriend and everything is it's really nice at that time. Everything is going good. Good for you. Just stay on it. See, there's times like that where things are real good. And then there's other times where things are tough. Times are tough. 
You just don't understand why loved ones wouldn't get born again. You just, you love them so much, you wish you could save them, but you just, they're just, they just don't even want to hear the gospel. That's tough. That's a rough time. Or maybe there's finances. You know, sometimes people have financial uh, struggles and, and that makes it really difficult. Or maybe there's family problems. There's just so many different things that can come into play. But remember one thing. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is able to take you through no matter what. That race, that race, your race will not end until God, the G, God the Father, says, now that you finished your race, you, and, and let's trust God that it'll be, that He'll say, well done. Because when we, when we race, when we stay in the race, that's what He's going to say in the end is, well done, my child, well done. You endured until the end. And now the other side is no more race, but it's a life that you and I can only imagine, only think about. We, we can't totally grasp what's prepared, the crown and the, the wonderful time, the wonderful blessings. But remember, it's to finish well when the weariness wants to come. That's like Jesus. Remember what he asked just before the suffering? Yeah. He said, Lord... Not my will, but thy will be done. He knew. He knew. And that's how it is for us. There's sometimes, you know, when Jesus' best work was his final work, so to speak, and that could be you and I. You know, don't we think sometimes, you know, I sometimes look at people that are getting older, maybe they're in their 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever they are, and I'm like, well, one thing they have looked forward to is they don't have to be here long. <laughs> Because the Bible talks about a man's lifespan is 70. Whatever goes over there is a blessing. It's a bonus, I call it. So whatever goes over 70, praise the Lord anyhow. You know, because, yeah, sometimes it comes with aches and pains and problems and everything else. But remember, you're still running that race. There's no difference. Jesus is still the same. The Holy Spirit is still the same. The support team is still the same. You just have different needs at that time. You know, that, that's kind of what, that's what Paul is saying here. He wants us to remember. He wants us to remember that we'd live the way we have experienced Christ. Like he said in Colossians in chapter 2, I want to read a couple verses there. He said in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, look what he said. He said, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein, with thanksgiving. Look at that. And then he goes on to say the next verse, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. He's telling us and reminding us, Paul is saying here, that as we receive Christ, and that's important that we remind ourselves from time to time as we're running the race, is how have I received Christ? What did Jesus do for me? Say, when you feel tempted to give up, when you feel tempted to just be weary and, and it, it's just too difficult, then, you know, whatever the situation is, go and read some of the scriptures in Peter. I, I mean, in Colossians and 1 Peter. Read those. And the whole word of God, everything is good. But some of those just are so fitting. He said, rooted and build up in Him. Establish. Are you establishing your faith? Or are you still going around and trying to get some milk? The Bible talks about those that, 
You know, they, are, they just keep drinking the milk. They're babies in Christ for years. You know what in, in the physical life, you know what happens when, when someone stays a baby for years? That means they're not healthy. Something is lacking. Something isn't uh, quite matured right or something is wrong with them. So you treat them. Like I have a niece. Uh, I don't even know how old she is now, but she's yeah, 10, 11 years old, and she's, she's like a baby. They carry her around, and, and something isn't right. How many people are kind of that way in the Christian walk? They say they're born again. They say they're running the race. Well, they're still way at the beginning. They just want the milk. They don't want, they don't want the support team to help. They're on their own. They're solo. They, they, they can take care of it themselves. They're just kind of like a baby that needs a lot of help in just a different way. And the support team has the supplies, what they need. But they, they just have their reasons. They have their excuses. Remember, we don't... The reason Jesus went to that cross was so you and I have no excuse. That's why. He wants to take them excuses. He took them. He's willing to take them. Take those excuses. Take those uh, situations that keep holding you down. Remember what he said in the beginning when we read in Hebrews chapter 12? The weight that does so easily beset us. The sin. Those kind of things. He said that we would lay it aside. Lay it aside. Give it to Jesus. I think that's what we talked about last Sunday. Give it to Jesus. Lift each other up in, in prayer like he's talking about in verse 12. But I want to I go over a little more on this Colossians that I read. He said, rooted and build up, establish. And then he goes on to say, as you have been taught, and he said, abounding therein with thanksgiving. You know, if you have been taught about the Word of God, if you have been taught about enough that you realize that you got born again, you've seen your sin, and you repented from your sin, and Jesus took you in, allow Him to grow you. Allow Him to stretch you. Allow Him to mold you. Allow Him to shape you and form you according to His image, according to His Word, His Spirit, even if it feels bad even if it feels like it's chastisement, even if it feels like it's a, you're in agony and in pain and grieving about something. Remember what he said right after that. He said, be aware lest any man would spoil you with vain philosophy. Look at that. Through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world. Remember, watch out where you get your support team from. There's another support team out there. It's called the world. You can get support from them too, and that's how people don't finish well. It's too hard, so they can't endure. And when they reach out to the other support team, the devil's support team, you know what they do? They say, you shouldn't listen to those Christian people. You shouldn't listen to those believers. They're not loving you. We love you. You can do anything you want. You can do anything your heart tells you to do. Listen to your heart. The Bible doesn't say listen to your heart. The Bible says, listen to Him, the Holy Spirit. That's many times the problem in this world. People are, oh, yeah, I got to listen to my heart. I got to follow my heart. I got to this, I got to that. 
You know what's more important than I got to? Repent. Just repent. Yeah. Repent and follow Jesus. Allow Him to lead you. Allow Him to minister to you. Allow Him to speak to you. <clears throat> like He said in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21, He said, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. See that? In the fear of God. Praise God for that. Humble yourselves, he said in James. Humble yourselves in the sight of, of the Lord and He will lift you up. The support team will come in. Support team will be right there for you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, He's right there for you. If you have struggles, if you have problems in life, if you have praises in life, whatever it is in life, just make a practice to go to Jesus. When you're running the race, remember it's not always going to be downhill. It's not always going to be uphill. It's not always going to be flat. Sometimes there's bounces in and roughness in the road. And you get shook up. It's like the ship gets shook. But remember, don't quit the race. You know why? He didn't. Jesus didn't quit his race. He didn't quit his life until it was done. Till the very end. Jesus went on until the end. He gave all he had. He gave his full. He gave everything. And it wasn't just 3,000 miles. He went a lifespan. And that's for you and me. That you and I would keep running the race that's set before us and lay aside those weights that want to drag us down and that want to make a difference in the wrong way. And, and let's go to where he said, he said in verse 12, Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Reach out to those that are struggling. Love them and encourage them. Remember, loving them is so important how God loves us. He said to love one another as he loves us. He said, follow peace with all men. Wait, I missed the verse. He said, and make straight paths, in verse 13, for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. Help those that are in need. Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. It's important to follow that peace of God. He said, look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. What a sad, that's sad. Don't allow bitterness to come in, running this race. Allow Christ to come in. Allow Christ to come on the scene, the Holy Spirit. And if, if there's bitterness wants to creep in, get rid of that root of bitterness. Get rid of it. Tell Jesus about it. He'll take it. Be free from that. Because the root of bitterness will drag you down. It'll make, you hard, make it hard for running the race. Look what he said next. <clears throat> Then he talks about Esau, how he sold his birthright for one morsel of meat. I had to think of that. You know, when we look at this, this run in the race, how many, people don't, how many people don't endure until the end? How many do they just kind of sell out cheap? They sell out cheap. It's too difficult. The pastor's too harsh with his, with his sermons. Mom and dad, they don't understand. They don't love me like they should. Brothers and sisters, whoever it might be, we have our reasons. We have our justifications. Like he did. Esau, he did the same thing. Oh, he, he, everything was planned. He knew what he's doing, what happened later. Oh, he sought it with tears. 
See that? Be careful. Be careful. Sometimes this world has so many goodies to offer. It looks so great. It looks so exciting. It even seems like a blast. It seems like the most fun. It seems like the most, uh, just a peaceful, free life. Because I can do what my heart tells me to do. I can go anywhere. I don't have to be under Christ. I can serve the devil. He's so far what he's giving me is it's awesome. I can, I can leave my spouse. I can move in with someone else. I can, I can go and I can get drunk and, and do evil things. I can go sleep around. I can, I can go out and do drugs. And I can go out and I can steal. And I can sell things that I stole. And I don't have to work. I can do all kinds of things, the devil says. Yeah, you can do all that and more. But see, in the end, that support team feeds you with the wrong food with the wrong power, with the wrong strength. In the end, you know where that support team is going? They're going to hell and you're going with them. It's a whole different ending. But when you say no to the flesh, when you and I say no, when we're running the race, and we say no to the devil and his angels, we say no to the world, we say no to the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. When we say no to that, and we endure until the end, you will be saved. Can I have an amen? Glory to God. How exciting is that? The other way, it's devastating. The other way, it's devastating. It's painful. It's grievous. How can you be so convicted? It's just amazing how people can trade, do something cheap. It seems easy, easy way out. Oh, maybe they got hurt with something. Maybe somebody said things. Maybe somebody did things. You know, remember, how many things did Jesus suffer when he was here? People were spitting in his face. People were calling him that he has the devil. They did all kinds of things. Remember what Judas even did. He was one of the twelve. And Jesus was patient with him, but yet he went to his own place. Remember that. That's what happened with Esau. He, he chose the bed to lay in it. Remember, if you make a bed, you're going to lay in that bed. In the end, the place you and I choose to be, that's where we're going to be. The life we live, the race we run. If the race you run on today is for Jesus Christ, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you stay with Him, you're going to have life ever after. Remember, if you endure until the end, He said, the same shall be saved. But if you're running a race today where the world is your support team, you're doing the things behind the scenes, you're trying to pretend to be a Christian, you're trying to pretend to be born again, but you're doing drugs, you're doing sex, immorality, you're doing ungodly things of this world, nobody knows about it. You have the support team of the world. They're going to go to hell and you're going to go with them. Let that not be you or me. Let you and me be the one that runs the race with Jesus. I beg you today. In the end, it's worth it. 
even if there's agony now, even if there's so hard times now, even if it might be demanding, even if it might be grueling, even it might be where you feel like, oh, it's just about exhausting. You just can't, don't know if you can make it. You're climbing a mountain and it seems like it's, it's overwhelming. It's too much. Remember the God of the valley is also the God of the mountain. And maybe you're just in the valley. You feel like God isn't even around. He's right there with you. He's right there with you. Remember, He's your support team. He's, he's the main one. He's right there. Don't be one of those that are quitters. Don't be one of those that when they get weary, they just kick out. Because if you do, there's a day coming you'll regret it. There's a day coming. Even if others all, maybe all your friends say, no, I wouldn't do it. Why don't you come and go with us to this party? Everyone else is going to the party. It's an ungodly party. We're going to have a good time. Remember, it only lasts for just a little bit. And then you have to deal with the consequences. And if you don't repent, you have to deal with more than that. So today, I just want to close with this. Keep running that race. Keep running that race. And let that support team be your support. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, God the Father, other believers, let them be that support to you. And remember one more thing. Those that endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Amen. God bless you.